Salutations, greetings, and welcome to it. This is when Highbury was home. A live booth podcast presentation. I'm your host, True Story, and welcome to it, man. Episode 20. We pray you well. We pray you keeping safe. You know, keeping sanitized and all that through through this time that we're going through. Special prayers off for Tiger Woods. You know, having been in an accident it's yesterday. You know, just as a sports show, as a people, you know, it's just like seeing one of our societal icons going through something, having weathered through adversity, just praying that he comes through this as well, comes through good and great, and we'll continue to see the greatness, you know. On some more positive news, you know, fans will be led back in games as of May 16th, they're saying. So for us, it's basically just one game at home against Brighton, where you'll have about 10,000 fans. It would be nice for fans also to be able to experience sports and to be able to start getting back towards a societal normality of, of, of whatever so of whatever sense that we can create you know and start just working through this process you know in a more positive way right which leads us perfectly into where we at right now as a football team thinking like we in our final before the final and it's, it's come time for that and we have a crazy running of games just looking at it right you know like we have the Benfica game they say it's a home game but we're away in Greece and then we have Leicester City away on Sunday they come back with Saturday against Burnley then you should have the Europa League um, last 16 come back by the grace knock on wood we end that and then you know after that the Spurs at home March 14th West Ham away March 21st and then Liverpool at home April 3rd so it's not like the games are going to get easier for us in the league and depending on the Europa League tie, it's not like it's going to get easier either way. It's just about which team are we home first, you know, away first. So, yeah, man, we're just going to have to weather through it. It's like every game's going to be a final for us in this little run and, you know, and we preconditioned to it as Arsenal fans with what we've been through, you know, back end of the Wenger years, right? where we actually used to do well in this running of games because he used to know how to bring that mentality together within the squad and say, you know what, let's, let's bunker down and go. I don't know if Mikel has got that yet in his first full season in charge, but, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Real talk. It segues us nicely into just reviewing the Man City game. I had my hopes up for maybe a change lineup that would inspire results, praying that maybe City made changes, and they did. We maybe went a bit more steadfast in our lineup in a couple positions. To go away 1-0, some people may say, okay, well, you don't get obliterated by City, and we'll sit back and say, wow, they were there for the taking as well, and we weren't our best either, and there was no way we could have been our best with what we put out there in, in the time that we put that out there. No one got the Benfica game on Thursday, right? So, yeah, my takeaways before I get into the squad and the manager, man, it's like, that's one league win in the last five games for us. You know, a couple with the draw, that's four points out of a possible 15 in the last five. That's not going to cut the mustard, bro. That's not going to do it. I mean, why in the world we started with three left-footed attacking mids in Pepe, Odegaard, and Saka? I don't understand it. And it gets to the point where we have to start having a conversation with Mikel about where the mentality is within the squad, right, across the board. Because you have City rotating players, which is dope to see, right? Yet their squad rotated and our squad rotated 
it, the comparison is nowhere near close, bro. When you look at it, like they had people like Jesus, Aguero, Laporta, Kyle Walker, full forward, and all on the bench for them, right? And then they had Sterling, Silva, Mares, Gundogan starting, De Bruyne starting, Stone starting, still quality yet. You're looking at our squad saying, well, we didn't rest too many of our first team players. Whoever wasn't there was because they weren't available, right? And they still basically wiped the floor with us, right? So to be honest, in honest regard, our squad is nowhere near good enough to be where we should be. And the question needs to be had about the rotation within the squad for us you know because i'm looking at a situation where we've seen another game that martinelli probably should have got a run out again on the left side didn't get a run out wouldn't see nelson nowhere near in the picture that's two right-footed left wing forwards right who are not getting a look into the squad at a time when you have two left-footed or three left-footed attacking players starting a game right that doesn't really work for us because you're looking at it like for Mikel, i know he's big on balance right and it's something that he we were big advocates for here on the show saying the manager's big on balance one create a balance within the squad that's positive to see across the board yet sometimes you make decisions that are not for the benefit of balance right there'll be games when Cedric Suarez is starting at left back and then you will have somebody who's right foot is starting at left wing forward like okay where's balance now bro because then everything's going to be lopsided within our squad right the left side you're going to have a right footer coming in at full back and then you're going to have Saka coming in or Pepe coming cutting on his left foot right we know what the balance is there but on the right side they're both right foot on the left side they're both right footed what that what's that going to do for our squad so you saw a game where Kerry Tierney comes back at left back okay that's a perfect opportunity to play a Martinelli on the left side for goodness sake if you want to maybe start Aubameyang and see what's going on with him get some form back you could maybe even start him on the left side and bring him off at half time or 60th minute you know but what you did there bro it just looked like a manager who's just throwing his hands up and saying I'm gonna put the players who I think are quote-unquote best right now regardless of what the, the balance is gonna be and let's just pray for a positive result and this isn't the type of game we we, we wanted to see bro like we, we, talk, we talked about it being the free kick game you know what I'm saying it's the free hit game for you to go out there try new combinations try new systems you know that playing with three left-footed attacking players is not really going to be positive for you unless you're playing a football manager or something like that bro so Mikel needs to go work that out himself bro and I think a, a nice off-season is going to be great for him and we need to get through these next couple of games right and I don't think I don't think we deserve for him to drop his head the way I feel tactically he's kind of throwing his heads up like you know outwardly in press conferences yes he's confident he's going to speak and kind of I feel make some excuses as well for what's going on out there protect the players which is what a good manager does right i respect him for that at the end of the day if you're putting out a squad out there and you're saying that's your best lineup or your best possible lineup and then they're not even giving a performance that is befitting of what you want to see as a manager at the end of the day then i don't think that is your best lineup and you're hiding behind a couple of other issues you know what i'm saying just trying to protect your job whatever the case may be we as the fans deserve better than that right so I mean, that's our takeaways from the game. You can make of it what you will. It was just 1-0 to some, yet for us, it was a 1-0 against a team that we had a chance to really put our hands up and showcase just how close we can come to them without even having our first team squad. That's why I like the balance of maybe making some changes and putting some some rotation players in that mix, right? And let's let's season it up and spice it up a little differently. Miguel chose to go a different way. We, we lost 1-0. We move on, right? We move on to the Benfica game. So our player ratings and predict the lineup. I mean, we guess eight players out of 11, right plus the bonus point for formation so that's nine for guess the lineup yeah player ratings for the squad i mean burn leno started in goal 
we had to start Berlin on goal, bro. That's just what it is. Um, well beaten for the header. I think more let down by the defense than anything that he could have done through no fault of his own. You know, deserves a better spine in front of him, a better defense. It's, it's so hard to say that because there's times when he's maybe let himself down as a goalkeeper. Yet right now we're looking at a situation where it's like he has an inconsistent team in front of him every single week. We're not just talking about the center backs anymore, the central midfielders, right? We're talking about the number 10 position. We're talking about the striker position. That's very key within the squad, right? That's the spine that we talk about. He's been let down in that you know and he deserves a little bit better in that regard for us to start to, to to gauge him on his performances and his actual level that he's played up to and he's showcased to us that he can play up to right so that was a six for burnt leno man yeah tough game bro um hector billard in the right back is one of those things where he was at fault for the goal and defensively he's been poor it looks like he's a shell of his former self across the board yet defensively is where it's, it's really costing his game right because going forward he still has the energy to go forward he may not have the pace but he's got the desire and the heart the passing may not always be there the touch may not always be there yet he tries hard right yet right now we've gotten to a point where we've seen enough of what we need to see right it's sad because you're looking at a situation where if it was a player who was in his later 20s and he'd been injured like he is you can think okay you won't see the best of him at our club but you may not see the best of him at another club so it's not worth cutting your losses for a little bit of money so right now he's what 25 26 you can still get a resale value on him and he can still resurrect his career it's crazy to say that a spanish international what well, he just got himself back into the spanish squad yet uh, a spanish international somebody who's as accomplished at hector bellerin is has to re-establish his career and, and, re and rebuild his career yet he's got an opportunity to do that maybe at psg or barcelona and let's get some monies back from that we can solve that out with suadres and eighty met and now for a season and then we'll take it from there because right now we deserve better that position bro that's not the best right back we could put out there so that was a two only because he was playing the number two jersey otherwise that would be a one bro because that was a terrible performance from Hector Bellerin across the board Rob Holding started at right center back and it was one of those things where he could have also done a little bit better for the goal I think he switched off and thought Hector will deal with it didn't and then the run is literally between him and and Hector right and, and that's where Sterling gets up and gets the header right so could have done a lot better with that across across the board was decent after that little mistake he made got the head injury around the 80th minute so not the best game for him i think we'll just call it a six and say he's had better games but he hasn't been the worst player on the field by a mile for a while so we can't really be harsh on rob holdinho like that Pablo Marie started at left center back ahead of Gabriel, who we thought would start. And it was nice to see him get a run of games, yet it's kind of shaky that way because there's some players that need a run of games. We saw Pablo Marie the first time he got his debut for Arsenal was in and out the squad. People were saying, hey, we don't know what we have here. And then he got a run of games, three, four games, back end of December. Then people were like, yo, we've got a center back right here. You, Why did we even buy Gabriel, right? So it gets to a thing where it's hit and miss sometimes because he needs games to, to actually build up his confidence and build up his form. So it was an average game looked a bit rusty because he needs games and be one of those things where if he's going to play these type of games and maybe play him in the under 23 game before the game that you play him in I understand sometimes it's going to be rotation based off injuries and and other things like suspension yet if you know it's rotation based on the principle of rotation build up his games before you put him in that position right because right now he's looking like he's not as good as we know he is right and i don't think that's fair on him either you know so that was a six for pablo marie at left center back kerian tierney started at left back great to see him get a start in the run out i felt it was one of those games where he's probably going to get a look in and then get taken off later in the game miguel made him go for the whole game i pray it doesn't affect his form going into the benfica game because we're really going to need him in this game coming up right so across the board i think he was our best defender he made a poor start you know he was just playing himself back into confidence we know what it is like with kerian tierney is why he 
plays up once he gets games right the more games he gets the more confidence he gets the more the more the, the fitter he gets part of me and then he can do a lot more on that field right and we know with him his engine is so great that he can get up and down the touchline defend while attack and overlap while bringing good quality balls bro and get himself a goal or two when the opportunity arises right so for me because he was our best defender i'll give him a seven and he gave ourselves a little bit he gave he gave us as a team a little bit more on the overlap so i like to see that and shout out to Kerry and Tenny for working himself back to fitness yet again i know it hasn't been easy really adjusting to 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 or rather adjusting to coming to arsenal because he suffered so many injuries for a guy who hadn't had that many injuries in his career it's been a, an acclimatization period so we just pray for a good run of form knock on wood a, a, a confident solid run of form to finish the season and we can start next season and get a full season of quarantining and we don't know man that could really change our squad going forward him and thomas Partey alone just being consistently within the squad bro that could do a lot for us right so we're going into the midfield as we speak of Thomas Partey. He's still unavailable. So we went into the squad with Mo Elneny and Granit Xhaka in midfield. It's one of those things where it's pretty interesting. I thought Ceballos would have started. Yet Ceballos came on late on in the game. That's what it is. Yet people always talk about this. When you play Elneny and Xhaka, unfortunately, it's two samesy, right? You have two left shoes and you're not going to get too far with that. You know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of side passing. There's a lot of... Of, of cautious play right and it works if you have one playing next to more adventurous players so if you have one of them playing next to Partey or Ceballos or even a Joe Willock when he's in the squad that's great to see right but when it's the two of them that looks rather too defensive right because it's basically out and out two defensive mids because they're very defensive they might say they may not be the most defensive shields for the squad some may argue you know especially in Xhaka's case yet at the end of the day they're more CDMs than anything else and they don't add, add match value to the squad when they're playing together so I think I, I don't want I don't like to group them, but it was a six across the board for both of them. I think for more for more Nene, if we're gonna break it down individually, he's a great squad player and a decent squad player to have in your team. I think it allows you the capacity to go buy a central midfield partner for Partey and then sell Xhaka in the end of the season, right? And then capitalize from maybe bringing back one of Guenduzio or Torreira to finish off your midfield that way, knowing we'll look as well as available. You don't have to carry so many players that are uh, are weighing the team down in that midfield because Arsenal traditionally is built off of a great midfield and right now we're looking at our midfield and we're like what in the world are we looking at bro Nene and Xhaka starting against Man City and Man City are playing with a false nine I get that we have to be a bit more defensive minded but they didn't cause us enough drama for us to be sitting there 1-0 down towards the end of the game we'll still have Mandem on the field you know I know Ceballos came on in the 86th minute for Nene, but I mean sixes across the board you know that's out the park in midfield in attack midfield i think it's across the board we can group them as well with sixes for me you know i'm still peeved by the fact that you started with pepe and saka i'm more grieved by the fact that you started pepe on the right side and saka on the left side when pepe's now find himself a role on the left side because he figured out what he can do in that position he can get go he can get goals and defensively he can track back he can see the field differently right saka's embedded himself into the squad on the right wing forward position right for you to switch it over knowing that saka's going to be back on the right side for the benfica game anyway why not just red Saka if you know you wanted to have Pepe get a run out on the right side and then you can play Nelly or you can play Nelson or even play like Aubameyang on the left side and like a Z up front for goodness sake but that just didn't seem like good management for me you know and it made the players look bad because he took off Odegaard he took off Pepe for me both of them shouldn't start against Benfica so what is the point of that you didn't even optimize the opportunity to get the best out of this City game anyway right and so if they're going to be impact players against Benfica off the bench they got to come in with a little bit of form right a little bit of liveliness in their 
blood, right? That's not going to be there because of how we manage this game. So I don't get it, bro. Pepe, I think, battled hard. Um, he, he, I feel he was let down by the fact that he started on the right side and has to readjust his game yet again. Odegaard, he, I feel he's going to need a couple more games. It'll be great for us to see Arsenal sign this kid outright and down down the line we can see what he can be as a number 10 or a compliment to Emil Smith-Rowe. But right now, we can't be overly invested in a kid that may not be here six months from now, right? So it's one of those things where if he's not performing to the level that we really thought he has, he hasn't really hit the ground running like that, some decent flashes here and there, then maybe these stars could be befitting going to Emil Smith-Rowe or giving a Martinelli a run out as a false nine or behind a, a, the nine as a shadow striker. Let's see what that could be, bro, because we have more options in our squad than to see an underperforming squad like we did with no options as well. Three left-footed attacking mids, I still can't get over that, bro. That still just peeped me out. Saka, I think that's one of his more disappointing games. It showcased why moving him around positions is going to cost us a bit down the line because it's the type of statement game you think against City where we said at the preview, right, that if you do play him, play him in his natural position, let him shut down the whole speculation of best young player in England or young player of the year between him and Phil Foden. Foden started on the bench and didn't come on for City. They still beat us. We played Saka, we played him out of position and he looked average, bro. That does more discredit to Saka's game than credit to anything, bro. So again, poor management from Arteta on that regard. Aubameyang started down the middle and, and it's like, aside from the hat trick, him down the middle, bro, it's going to be horses for courses, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have to pick our battle. Some games we can play him down the middle because we're trying to get against teams with a high line. We're trying to get behind them and break the line. Otherwise, doggy, let's go Lacazette because he can actually hold up the ball because that was a five from Aubameyang for me, bro. No hold-up play, bro. No movement in between the lines. We'll talk about he's got the pace and the movement, but it's like nobody knows his run. Sometimes you'll be watching the game and say, okay, bro, are you checking to go? Are you going to check? Like the, the, the playmaker doesn't know or the techniques don't know. Nobody knows where to pass the ball to you because it's like you go, then come back and then go and then get mad it's like okay but we don't know where you're going to come back and check and then go again like there's no communication across that regard right and it seems as if there's no training in that regard right it seems like he doesn't know what to do because they haven't worked on it within the squad because he hasn't played in that position too often right so i get it across the board it works out that way and the chips will fall where they may you know if he's going to be our number nine down the line then these type of games are going to be pivotal for his development if not we'll have seen for ourselves as fans you know we always talk about the fact that theo wildcard was in the same predicament we never got to see him in these type of games down the middle right it'll be hit and miss we've seen Aubameyang for three games consistently three different type of games we've seen the good the bad and the ugly okay now we know what he can be on the left side and down the middle we'll pick our poison when we need to and we'll take it from there bro so I mean before I forget Ateta's rating bro um I don't like to do this for the gaffer because it was really a shocker bro but the squad like we spoke about okay if you're gonna go a first team squad brody then go all the way first team squad with the front foot you went with two defensive mids and three left footed attacking mids so you really didn't get the balance right and you didn't have an idea of what you were trying to do so we don't see your vision you don't you can't tell us your vision and at the end of the day your press conference sounds like more excuses than anything else right so we're gonna have to work that out bro because it's like where's the momentum going from here if we don't win against Benfica lord forbid bro what in the world are we doing right so that was a two from Mikel because I'm gonna match him with Hector Bellerin because that's the levels he's at right now hot and cold bro it's like I don't get it the substitutions like nah Brody you can't wait until the 73rd minute against Man City when you one nil down to make substitutions and your substitutions for goodness sake you're sitting there in the 73rd minute telling yourself that okay cool I can bring on who Lacazette for Udegaard oh that's gonna spice it up but because I like double changes I'll bring on Emil Smith-Rowe for Pepe oh and we're gonna go win the game from there right come on Mikel 
out, bro. Like, give, give me more invention than that, dog. Like, especially against your former team, shit, when you know, okay, they're probably going to beat us. What's the difference between 2 3 nil and 1 nil? You know what I'm saying? Rather, let's go for that 1 1. Drop me one of the center backs and go with three at the back, and the wingers playing as wing backs, dog, and two strikers, three strikers up front. Be more adventurous, dog, because I don't see the gaffer that I thought I saw in you yet. You know what I'm saying? The manager, dog, like the tactical awareness, dog. You know what I'm saying? That continental little brilliance that you had you supposed to have that i know you have i know you're under pressure so sometimes it's hard to show your creative genius when you're under pressure for some yet for some other people that creative that that pressure is what allows you to showcase your creative brilliance because now you realize okay you doubting me i'm gonna showcase how great i truly am right so understand that across the board for michael he's still working himself out finding himself in his role like we said first full season in charge we'll give him credit and benefit of the doubt right which which allows us to segue into that europa league second round i mean round of 32 second leg against benfica saying it was a it was a poor game knowing that me Abume Young missed a hat trick of chances. You know, and for us to still be basically up 1-1, it sounds crazy to say, but that's how the away goal works, right? We up 1-1 against Benfica right now. Our home game is in Athens against in Athens <laughs> in Athens in Greece, right? It's crazy to think that too, right? Thinking we have to play a home game in the Europa League and we have to play in Greece. But hey man, we gotta make it do what to do with COVID being what it is. It's a 755 kick up, so five to eight Central African time. Arsenal are basically having to win this and it's winner takes all, right? Because Benfica are going to have to come out for it, right? If Benfica don't score, we win this game. You know, if they score, then it becomes a different conversation, you know, because then they can cancel our way goal and then it goes to extra time. So we're going to have to be up for it. I think we can't play that more tactical Italian game of they have to score to win the game. So we will play it all the way to the end and sneak it on the counter attack. I feel let's go forward, get a goal or two, knowing that, OK, for two goals, they have to score three to beat us. They're not scoring three to beat us tonight. Then we can start to make changes and rest mandem for the Leicester City game, right? But we'll get to that when we get to that. Right now, we know we haven't, we, we have won, what, one in our last six games in all competitions. That's not form, bro. That's not levels, bro. I can't download them settings, man. Like, right now, we're still luckily undefeated in Europa League because the six wins, one draw, the draw against Benfica. Otherwise, we were perfect right through. So we can just pick that right that we can pick, we can write that little draw thing and then finish the whole campaign undefeated. That would be nice, Shadi, because we need them, man. We need them right now. Fiji is the top goal scorer in the Europa League after that penalty in the first leg. So we're going to have to watch out for him. Benfica also... I mean, they've only won three in their last 11 in all competitions. That's tough form, I understand, but they're on a six-game unbeaten run, including four draws. So, although they're not winning all those games, they found ways to not lose games. This is the type of game where they have to not lose and at least maybe find a way to just score one goal. And if they can keep a clean sheet against us, they've got the results. So, we're going to have to go out there and get our goal, bro. And then now we're sitting comfortable, you know, with the away goal plus one, you know. They're going to have to score two to beat us from there. I mean, to at least get into a conversation of getting to extra time, three to beat us from there that's a nice conversation to be in right now so team news come into the game thomas Partey is out still while well, he's back in training but he's out for this game it's great to see him back in training it'll be great to see him back in the squad because we can use him in our midfield rob holdinho is out uh concussion protocol after the head injury suffered against man city um just prayers out to him just recovering from that i mean we always talk about this thing of right now people are having a conversation about dementia in football and hitting the ball and headed challenges and that you know we've seen the concussions in football american football and what it's led to it's something you're just conscious of later on in life. You know, having played football as a kid, you don't really think of those things, you know, until later on in life. There were kids that were scared to hit the ball, and coaches would actually like laugh you off the pitch. Like if you can't hit the ball, you can't play. Now you're realizing it's, well, that's one of those things that we might be detrimental to a sport. Yet we learn, we grow, we develop, we adapt, we change, right? Unlearn to learn. You know, that's what it is. So our predicted lineup for the game against Benfica, man. 
I'm thinking four two three one. Uh, Burn Leno and go because the number one is the number one and it's got to be the number one. So we're gonna go with Burn Leno and go at right way at right back. I think let's go with Cedric Suarez for this game, knowing that he's better defensively and going forward. He's also shown that he's got more about him. Put Hector out and let's start to deal with life after Hector going here forward. And then if he's gonna play any time from here, it'll be his farewell to the to the fans. And then Lord willing, that Brighton game, you can say farewell to the squad, to the fans with some ten thousand fans in the stadium. And then that will be what it is, you know. But we have to. We have to find a way to move on in that right back position and start to get better performance in that role, right? Rob Holdinho's out for this game, so David Luiz should come back at right center back. Gabriel Magaila's ditto at left center back. I think he should come back because I don't think it's the type of game where you play around and play Pablo Marie where you know you have Gabriel on the bench. Gabriel hasn't done enough to deserve being dropped for too many games like this. I thought he should have played against City. Manager arrested him saying give him a game off. I understand that. Respect to that. He should be back against Benfica. Same for Kieran Tierney as well. That's closer to our first team back line bar maybe Rob Holdinho and working out what our right back position is that's dope to see you know in midfield we minus Thomas Partey so we're gonna have to go with Granit Xhaka and Danny Ceballos let's be more adventurous and open the game up a bit knowing Benfica are gonna come at us I mean they played with three center backs in the last game they're gonna be a lot more adventurous in this game right so let's play with a more adventurous midfield ourselves we can contain them knowing that we have Xhaka and Ceballos they can run around do the work especially with Emil Smith throw in the 10 because he knows how to run around and cover ground and do the counter pressing pretty well and that that puts us in good state in that midfield position knowing that we can play Bukaya Saka back in his natural position on the right side and then take the luxury of starting Pierre-America Boumeyang on the left side for this game because we need goals we need to play him back into form play Andre Lacazette down the middle because you know he can hold up the ball in a game like this we're going to need to do that because Benfica are going to have moments where they're going to dominate the game we need to be able to hold the ball up and play ourselves higher up the field and invite our higher press up the field it's not going to be as easy as it appears Boumeyang can't hold up the ball up that well so Monday we're going to need Dre Lacazette out there you know the type of games say horses for courses you know you need your target man striker for this game play your more poacher on the wing and then get goals from your creative creative mids and everybody else around there right on the bench standard Matt Ryan I'm not a big fan of two goalkeepers when you have nine substitutions so we're not playing that game Matt Ryan on the bench with Hector Bellerin Pablo Marie Moel Nene William because his contract predicts that he must be on the squad Martin Odegaard Nico Pepe Gabi Martinelli and Edin Ketia and then that's our squad for the game praying for a positive result I've gone for 3-1 Arsenal win saying Saka Lacazette and Aubameyang let's get the trio going again right let's get goals flowing let's get a positive result knowing we're going to have to be up against it you know Leicester is a 2 o'clock kickoff on Sunday and then from there is Burnley Saturday you know 2.30 kickoff not easy games both away both teams that we don't really play our best football against sometimes even when we play our best football don't always get the results against them so we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's for this game otherwise thank you for listening to what this has been when Highbury was home a loud booth podcast presentation yeah as always let me just end it off right <laughs> come on you gooners let's get a positive result man thank you for joining us as always please like subscribe rate and review us on all dsps where you consume your digital media content let us know what the vibes is man let us know what squad you're going with for the game let us know what you're predicting for the for the results as well and if you think we have a chance of making it through because we need to make it through right this is a chance of getting back in european competition for next season you know at the very least winning the europa league gets us back into european competition via champions league so let's 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 do what we can do and make it do what it do right otherwise thank you for joining us pray you stay safe stay prayed up right peace